0: About. And now uh, Sunday, 905, we've been talking about, amen, Satan's strategy and how Satan uses suffering, amen, to, uh, to get at us. Am I right about it? But I told you last week that God is sovereign, that God is in control of, It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You have to always remind yourself of one thing, that God sees everything. I'm going to deal with that today in my message at 10 o'clock, but I just want to encourage somebody here today, no matter what you may be going through, you have to remind yourself that God governs, that God is in control. Augustine said this, that nothing therefore happens unless the omnipotent wills it to happen. He either permits it to happen or he brings it about himself. So in other words, either God allowed that situation in your life or he brought it about in your life. Amen. Nothing just happens. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Tell your neighbor, nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. And so the, the one good thing is that, and, and to understand about suffering is that God is in control. I've been in circumstances where I've forgotten that. I ever been there? Well, you just kind of forgot that God was in control. You know what I mean? See, here's the thing. How we respond to suffering, amen, is up to us. Ah, I'm going somewhere. God cannot control that about you, amen, because of your will. Because God gives us a will, God gives us intellect, and He gives us, amen, a mind to think. But oftentimes, what happens to us, saints, is that we sometimes don't know how to respond. I've been in circumstances where I've lost my cool. I want you to write this down. RMA, relaxed mental attitude. I've tried it and i failed. I've tried it and i failed. It's something you have to master, having a relaxed mental, what? Attitude, RMA. Matter of fact, I'm going to be teaching on that here real soon just talking about what RMA is. And a relaxed, a relaxed mental attitude simply says that you're going to trust God no matter what the situation looks like right now in your life. Are y'all with me? And and so we've, we've talked about the fact that God governs. We, we talked about the fact that God is in control, but there is... I want to share this with you this morning that there is natural suffering that we experience simply because we're humans. So, so here's the thing. And I know that sometimes it's easy to blame Satan for what you're going through. But because this world, I want you to get this this morning. Because I don't want you to uh, panic because of what you see happening. For instance, you see hurricanes. And you see earthquakes and you see all kinds of different natural disasters happening around us. And you may get a little bit troubled in your mind. Amen. As a matter of fact, think about this. I I read an article today. It said, you know, I'll be up early reading, you know, (laughs) just getting into the, what I got to do today. But watch this. Watch this. It says, "Just imagine living without electricity for one day. Think about that for a minute. Now, I understand you got generators, but just think, just imagine you didn't have a generator. Just imagine that living without electricity f- for a week, without electricity for one week. Think about it for a minute. Think about, think about how." We rely so much on these things. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And, and, and here's the thing. You have to ask yourself a question. How would you respond to a situation like that? Now, oftentimes when situations show up in our lives, especially natural disaster or natural suffering because of the curse, Amen. We can sometimes take it personal. But I want to share something with you. Even in that, God is in control. Go to Daniel chapter 4 for me. I don't know if I dealt with this on last on, on, on the last time I spoke about this. Daniel chapter 4, uh what is that? Verse three. Y'all know where Daniel is, right? You got it? All right. Daniel chapter three, chapter four. And look at verse three. What does it say there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we were here. We were here the last time. We, we did tank around over here the last time. And, and, and yeah, I did kind of close out the last time, but I just wanted to go back. <laughs> Amen. To right here. Look what it says. Verse 18. But even if he does not, now remember what it says here, Shadrach, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this this matter. If it be so, our God whom we what? Serve is able to do what? daniel i'm sorry i'm in daniel chapter three I'm sorry, Daniel chapter three. <laughs> I always do this i don't know why I always do this i don 't know why I do this with Daniel Daniel chapter three, verse sixteen. I, I just think because I like the fact you know what this passage teaches us is that no listen, you have to you and i I want to help you with this this morning. That no matter what your life, what the outcomes are, no matter what you're going through, you have to be like Daniel. You have to be like these men here that gives us an example that, listen, whether God delivers me or not, I'm going to trust him. But but isn't it uh, oftentimes we give in. How many give in? How many cave in? We cave in, don't we? We cave in. What would it take to get to this point of total trust? What would it take in your life for you to say, God, no matter what it looks like right now, I listen, whether it goes good, whether it goes bad, God, I'm going to trust you. That even now, scriptures like "And God will make a way." He works all things together for the good of those who love Him and the call, call. You know, you know. And and my God will supply all my needs. We know all these scriptures. We know about the promises, but when it comes to practice, oh come on, help me, somebody! It seems like we fail in this area of trust, and I believe it's a trust factor. I do believe. It's a trust factor because look at Daniel. Daniel, these guys, but they had changed their names, okay? They had given them worldly names. They had taken their... And that's what the world wants to do to you. The world wants to change your name. Amen. Watch the text, 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire. Now, Daniel already anticipated... That God is what? Able. And I believe that when it comes down to suffering, when it comes down to your deliverance, you, it's hard when you're sick. Oh, help me somebody. When you're sick and in pain, and you're, you're literally sitting there praying, you're saying, you know, there's a 50 50 chance that you don't believe what you're even praying. Come on, help me somebody. Have you ever been in an impossible situation? Have Have you ever been in that kind of situation where you're saying, you know, God, I don't know, I don't know, but but I, but 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 my, my my lips are telling me, Lord, yeah, I believe you're gonna help me, but in your heart, you don't really believe that. Watch the text. The text says, He says, and He will deliver us out of your hand, O King. Verse eighteen is the key verse. But even if he does not, oh come on, help me, somebody. Let it be known to you, O King, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Daniel said, "Listen, my mind's made up. Can I ask you a question?" This, this morning is your mind made up about who God is L- let me ask another question have you ever experienced his omnipotent power his omnipresence the fact that God knows everything that he orchestrates things in your life ha- have you ever experienced those things? see Daniel had had an experience with God. That left him, left an impression upon him that either way it goes, I'm going to trust God. See, when we suffer, and I'm talking about suffering. When we suffer, we we forget all this. Notice Daniel's resolve. He says, we are not going to serve your God's. Or even worship them, the image that you have set up. Look at 19. The Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath. And his facial expression was altered towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. He commanded certain, certain valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of the blazing fire. See, this suffering, you would say they brought it upon themselves. May I ask you something? When you're put under pressure, what will you do? Will you compromise what you believe? Will you say, no, I don't go to that church. No, I don't know God. Amen. Will you, will, you, will you cave in while you're suffering? Will you tell a white lie just to get out of whatever situation you're in? Or will you trust that God is able to bring you through? Oh, come on, help me somebody. Listen, when we're suffering, see, this is all about character. This is about character. Watch what he says. Verse 21. Then these men were tied up in that they stripped them down to their underwear, to their trousers, their coats, their caps, and other outer clothes were cast into the midst of the furnace of the blazing fire. I don't think you hear what I'm saying to you. They're in their underwear, (laughs) they're stripped down to their drawers. Let me bring it in today's terms. Amen. They're at a place now where they're about to die. Now watch the text. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been extremely hot, the flame of the fire's fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Watch this. The fire was so hot. Have you ever been in, in, a, in a fire so hot in your life? The suffering is so painful, oh, I wish I had, that the people around you are being affected by the heat that you're in. Oh, I'm going somewhere. And, and, and watch this, and, and, and you're, st- you're, st- you're down to your drawers. <laughs> you, you, listen, you're wide open for everybody else to take a hit at you. I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. And it seems like it goes from bad to worse. Come on, somebody. But yet they they decided that because I know my God, the question is, what do you know about your God? Do you know that he's powerful? I'm not just saying that this morning. I'm saying what I'm trying to say, saints, is that we've been talking about Satan's strategies for a while. And I've watched what Satan is trying to do in some of your lives. But I want to tell you, you have to take the teachings to heart. You have to apply it because until you apply the teachings, listen, when you get put into the flame of flame of fire, when you get into put into situations at school, at work, wherever you are, okay, you have to have a resolve that God's going to work this out. That no matter how tough it is, my God is able. Now now watch this. People say he's able. They speak it well. Oh, come on and help me. But when the rubber meets the road and time comes for us to put it into action, what do we do? We change our conversations. Especially... Because when we opened our mouth, it seemed like the heat got turned up even hotter. Seven times hotter. Amen. But watch this. Watch the text. I wanted to go here. Watch this. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. Verse 23. But these three men, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell into the mist. I'm talking about suffering, y'all. I'm talking about standing for something when everybody's falling down and worshiping everything. When you have other Jews that were bowing down to the image of, of, of the king, Nebuchadnezzar, you find that there were three. See, see, I learned something this week in Los Angeles. I learned something. I learned something this week. Amen. It's about quality, not quantity. Do you have, do I have somebody? Listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing. What type of relationship do you have with God? Is it quality? So that when you're in the furnace of life, When you're pushed into situations because of what you believe, listen, they were there because of what they believed, but they took a stand for what they believe. Are y'all with me? Do you know the average child that goes to college comes back an atheist? Amen. I was talking to the pastor this week. He says he's going to do a series in his church, how to raise an atheist. When parents are getting up in the morning going to church when their children are at home, sleep, they're giving them an option. That's how you raise an atheist. Just let them stay home. Give them options. Let them know that it's okay. Yeah. You don't want to go to Bible study? Sure, no problem. You don't want to go, you don't want to get involved in church? Sure, no problem. That's how you raise an atheist. But, but I want to tell you something. These young men, these men was, these young boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were around 16 to 17 years old. What kind of faith is that? So you said, young people got to understand that you can believe God too. Matter of fact, I think their faith is more pure than ours, if they have not but you've got to believe in something you cannot see. And oftentimes when we're suffering, that's where the problem comes in. I can't see God. I, I don't know who he is, but you got to do it by faith. See, this is where faith comes in. You ever been in a situation where you've had faith and then God just stepped in? I don't think you hear what I'm saying. See, oftentimes our faith is what fails in the midst of suffering. Watch this, watch this, watch, watch, watch this, watch this. The Bible says these men were tied up. Now, not only were they in the fire; they were tied up. Now, look at verse twenty-four. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. I'm sorry, he was. I'm sorry, astounded. And stood up in haste, he said to the high official, was it not three men we cast bound into the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, certainly king. Okay. He says, look, oh, I wish I had somebody. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. Look, I see four men loosed. And walking about in the midst of of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like the sons of gods. Here we have an unbeliever identifying, watch the fourth person. See, what you don't realize is that God got angels all around you. And, and what we don't realize is that when we get thrown into the fire of life, when we get thrown into suffering, you got to remember that God will send somebody. God will loose you from your uh, affirmities and your suffering. Listen, he will send you help in the midst of the fire. Now, now watch this. Some people think this is hard to believe, but it's easy to believe in Santa Claus. He knows what you are doing. That's omnipresent. I don't think y'all heard what I'm trying to say. They're trying to equate Santa Claus with God. He knows what you're doing, He knows whether you've been naughty or nice. That's missions. I'm telling you, when y'all send me to LA, I'm telling you, I learn a lot of stuff. But it's hard to believe that, watch this, that these men were thrown into the fire and there were four men. There were three that went in, there was four, and they were loose having a praise party in the midst of their, what? Fire. When you get thrown the fire, turn into a party. That, that's what they were doing. Look what the text said. They were walking about, and I'm sure they were praising God. Now, of course, Nebuchadnezzar did not know whether it was the real God or not, but he recognized something. See, watch this. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire, and he responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Come out, you servants of the most high God, and come what? Here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the what? You're going to come out, y'all. And the very person that puts you in is the very person that's going to call you out. Notice this. They said, watch this. This is what they said. This is what Nebuchadnezzar said. He said, now watch this. If you look at the the verse very carefully, right? In in 25, it's right at the very end. It says, the apparent like the son of the gods, little g-gods. But in 26, it says right there, watch this. Come out, you servants of the most, what? High God. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar got a different view of God through the servants of God. See, people are watching how you respond. And either they're going to be attracted to God or they're going to run away from God. Or not even believe God. Why? Because of our response. Do I have anybody? Huh? Watch, watch, watch this. Watch this. Let let me, let, me, let me, let me, let me continue. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the kings, high officials, gathered around and saw, in regard to these men, that the fire had what? Had what? Huh? Had what? no effect on the what? Bodies of these men, nor was there what? Or there what? What? Singed, nor were their trousers what? See, nor had they s- the smell of what? Fire even come upon them. Let me tell you something. When you're a servant of God, and when you're suffering for for watches for his glory, you're going to come out smelling like roses. Listen, you're not going to look like what you've been through. Let me help somebody with that. You're not going to look like what you've been through because God is with you. Do I have anybody today that can testify that you don't look like what you've been? Come on, help me somebody. Listen, weeping may endure for a night. Listen, you may suffer, but you got to hold on. Listen, the doctor says this and the doctor says that and they want to run this test and that test. But let me tell you something, I know God. That if I can just lift, if I have the strength to just lift my hands, I watch God heal some people in our church from cancer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've watched God heal people before my eyes. And listen, somebody can't tell me he's not a healing God. I know he's a healing God. Amen. They did not look like what they had been what? Through. So the question is this morning, are you going to trust him? In the midst of your suffering. Watch this. Therefore, now, now here's what happens. Look at the verse 28. Now, a, now, now let me show you something. Let me show. Let me show you something. I want to show you something. Sometimes what you're going through is for you, but sometimes what you're going through is for unbelievers. You say, why do you say that, Pastor? Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The man who wanted to be worshipped. <laughs> now remember, he had gotten pumped up by the satraps, the uh, the, the governors, and all these other people. Gonna, because remember, they were jealous of Daniel and his boys. Now Daniel had the favor of God upon him. Let me say this as a child of God, whatever you put your hand, if you work at McDonald's, you're going to prosper. Not saying that dollars don't pay good, they do. Some places they pay $17 an hour. Did you know that? Amen. So so you know, I'm just saying God is good. But as a believer, God can bless you whatever you put your hands to do. That's what I want you to understand. You're not just existing, you have a purpose. But God is gonna bless you this side of heaven. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. He's going to bless you this side of heaven, but watch this. But whatever you're going through, it may not be for you. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this now. Watch the text. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, "Blessed be the what? Blessed be the what? Of who? <laughs> Hold on a minute." You wanted, you wanted, you gave order, you were enraged. You were heated up because you wanted them to bow down to you. But because they went through their suffering, watch this with grace. Because they went through their suffering without complaining. Because they went through their suffering. Lifting their hands to God and saying, Listen, I, I make up in my mind. Amen. Joshua said this That's for me and my house. We're gonna search the question I have for you. Question I have for you this morning is this. What is it gonna take? How long is it gonna take? When will you be convinced? That God can be trusted in the midst of suffering. I'm just asking. I'm just asking the question. uh, Here's the thing. Because here's the thing. The next thing that happens to you. I've watched some people. I've I've been doing this for a few minutes. Not long. Just a few minutes. Watch how when people are going through, it's so hard to talk to them about God because in the midst of what they're going through, all they see is their trouble. They don't see the God in the trouble as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw it. What they see is only the trouble. As a matter of fact, they're silent about God. But watch this. He said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants, who put their what? You hear what I'm saying to you? God will send you an angel, y'all. And God will send you an angel to somebody. God can use an unbeliever to bless you. God can use somebody to speak a word into your life. I want to tell you something, saints. Hey, 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 hey. He says, look what he said. He says, listen, he he says, hold on now. They put their trust in him, violating the king's commandment and what? Yielding up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, now watch this. Now, remember to say this to you. See, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Your trial may be the very thing that changes the course of a nation, of a community, of a a company. You follow what I'm saying? You never know a church. Because, you know, we're in church, but we're not really in church. Let's just talk. Amen. Amen. But your faith your trust in God can be the very thing through your suffering don't panic it hurts pastor it hurts I understand it hurts but let me tell you something you gotta trust God it's hard to tell somebody that when they're suffering it's hard to tell a person to trust God when they're suffering but but here's the thing all these teachings I've been giving you you know what it is? It's a deposit. It's preparation. You have to understand Satan's strategy. Now, what if they would have given in? Would Nebuchadnezzar got saved? Would he have gotten saved? Would he have changed his mind about Daniel? Listen, he didn't even care about Daniel's God. But watch your text. text says, uh, yeah, no, he says, he says right here, violating the king's command and yielding up the what their bodies so as to serve and worship any of God except for God. Therefore I make a what? Decree that any people, nation, or tongue that speaks anything offensive. See, God God knows how to defend himself. It was through these teenagers. That ate the, you know what a decree was? You know what it was? Let me tell you what it was. It was a marriage. It was, it's a certificate of marriage. And the only person that can, matter of fact, when the king signed the decree, it could not be broken. You know why? Because it, it speaks of his integrity. And so therefore, if he broke the decree or changed the decree, it's not like today how they change laws. You, you follow what I'm saying? They pass gay marriage at night court. You, you follow what I'm saying? Certain things they pass in night court when everybody's asleep. They, they don't do that. When the king made a decree, it was, it was listen, that was it. See, see here's the thing, y'all. Whatever you're going through, you gotta suffer well, so that'll it bring glory to God. So that maybe you'll get Sundays off. Maybe everybody in the company will get off on Sunday. God, God knows how to change a company. I, I want to tell you, He knows how to do it. Amen. Cancer is a, is a great speaker, y'all. Hey, hey, I want to tell you something. God can change people. And he doesn't even have to say a word. But it's through your life. It's on display as you suffer. Watch this. And I'm going to close. He said, listen, people, (laughs) nation. Remember, they ruled the world back then tongue that speaks anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their house reduced to what? A rubbish heap. Inasmuch as there is no other God who is able, oh Lord Jesus, God will have a sinner to declare That there's no other God who could deliver in what? In this way. Uh, Are y'all hearing me? How many know he can deliver? See, I'm not just showing up at church. See, I know God can deliver. He delivered me from lies. He delivered me from drinking. He delivered me from smoking. He delivered me from uh, from bad lifestyle. He He delivered me from negativity. He He delivered me from a negative mind. He He delivered me from sin. I wish I had somebody. I don't know any other God that can deliver like our God. See, the reason you haven't gotten your deliverance yet because you don't trust Him. That's the reason why you haven't gotten your deliverance yet. You're relying on doctors when he is the doctor. You don't think, I don't think you're here. you heard me. You're relying on, on medicine when he is the medicine. I wish I had somebody. You're relying, on, hallelujah, on, on money when he is money, he is green, he's rich. He owns a cattle and a thousand hills, and just because he didn't give you everything you want, you need to stop complaining and start praising. But the problem is, you won't, you you won't trust him with your finances, so you will always be in a shortage. Always. See, that's an area of trust. So if I can't trust God with my money, how can I trust Him to heal me? If I can't trust God to sow into the man who seeds me, then watch this. How can I trust God to get a word from him? Oh, I ain't getting no amens there. I said, must have lost you right there. But that's the God we serve. And I believe that it's through your trials. Our trials. I don't know what I got to go through Next. I don't know. But I'm gonna to have to eat these words one day. But here's what I know by eating these words: the word of God is living, it's active, is sharper than any two-edged sport, pierces as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marriage, and able to judge the thoughts. And the intentions of the heart. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So here's what I know. Daniel, thank you. Young man, thank you for teaching me something. That when I'm suffering, i got to take a stand for something. I'm going to stand for God. And I'm going to trust him. Amen. No matter what it looks like. Amen.